0: Welcome back to Bible Love. We are back together after my summer off. We'll talk a little bit more about what's been going on here in Bible love world during the summer. But before we jump into the Bible again, for the next several months, I thought we would do a prayer uh, from Every moment Holy. We've talked about this before. This is a liturgy before beginning a book, or in our case, before resuming a book. Let us pray author of life and author of my life. As I begin the reading of this book, give me a sensitivity to not just to the story told, but to the responses of my own heart to what I encounter in these pages. What does it draw out of me? What joy, what longing, what fears, what temptation, what hope, what mirth, what what love, beauty, what awe, what wonder, what doubt, what faith, what resolve, what unfinished grief, what untended wound. Give me ears to hear, O Spirit of God, what notes the reading of this story would strike and what melody would draw forth from the two strings of my own soul. Waste no moment in my brief years, O Lord. Let all things, in this book as well, be as tools in your hands to shape me and make me more truly your own, more fitly a child of the hope of the restoration of all things in Christ whose fullness dwells within them. So let the honest responses of my heart to this reading grant new insight into the story your grace is already telling in my own life, that I might be a more willing co-laborer in that process.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, Alan, I missed you for eight weeks.
0: I know where I've been.
1: <laughs> well, you I'm, can tell I'm
0: not. I'm not a woman, so I wasn't part of the right, women' right, in ministry. Right.
1: No, it was. It was. It was fitting for you to take these two months off. But buddy, I miss recording with you every week and I'm glad to be back. Um, I do want to thank you. Alan was not completely out of this. He, um, definitely, uh, did all of our technical work and I'm really grateful for that. And for the two months I got to spend with some really awesome, incredible women. Um, I think I said this before, it was kind of on my heart um, to lift up some voices and, and um, better women in ministry, both lay and ordained. And um, who doesn't love a story? Right, Alan? And I felt like that's what we got to do was just really tell some amazing, amazing stories. Um, so what did you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts about it.
0: I thought it was great hearing from everyone who's been ordained like five minutes to someone who's been ordained half a lifetime to to people walking alongside um clergy in the middle of their ministry to people walking alongside clergy at the end of their ministry. Just, what do we hear from folks? the churches for far too often um stifled the voices of women, and so for us to be able to highlight those both priests who get to stand up and celebrate and preach, but also the women that walk alongside, you know, clergy partners and spouses sometimes endure a lot, um, and do right. really think about them unless they're not somewhere? Right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And so to, to highlight the ministry that is supporting, you know, the people who care for pastors, um, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, and I really love Jerusalem Greer in there too because she is this person that is like the epitome of a lay person in my mind, you know. She um we even talked about like why she didn't get ordained, you know, and and some of that calling and like that she felt even more called to be a lay minister. Of course, I loved the time with my mom. I was super proud of that. Um, That is not her wheelhouse. And she did it. And I really appreciated that. Emily Evans um, was also great. And then these very, I tried to really think about, I have some awesome friends. So it was kind of hard to think about who to ask. But I really tried to think about um, clergy um, women that didn't have children, that did have children, that were some of the first ordained clergy folks. I mean, I think about, you know, as long as I've been alive, you know, have been walking this walk who did so much so that me and other clergy did not have, women did not have to cross those barriers when we went through. And then, you know, finally wrapping it up with Latherup, who's been ordained just a few minutes, like you said, but went through some real trauma to get there, you know, and, um, and that it's never too late to listen to our call, whatever that is. And um, so it just felt like such an honor and a gift um, for me to just get to shut up and listen to those stories and um, for me to put them out there with everybody. And I got a lot of good comments of, from people that who doesn't love a story, who doesn't love hearing other people's journeys. Um, so if you ever need to take a break again, Alan, we'll do it. Or maybe we'll lift up men in ministry. Yeah, you know, yeah or- we
0: do men in ministry because men. no one's ever talked about men in ministry. Right.
1: right. I don't know if you saw on social media this week, um, you know, the bishops around the world are in England right now. Um, at a conference called the Lambeth Conference that really only meets every 10 years. And in fact, the last one was actually 12 years ago, I think, maybe even longer um, because of the pandemic. But there was this great um, image of the one from 1998 of the women that were there, which was like five bishops, And then the one from 2008, which was like 18 bishops, women bishops, I think. And then the one for 2022, which had like 50, 60 women bishops in it. And it was just so cool to watch like how time has gone and um, that they are here in leadership. I was really proud to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so thanks again for that. I appreciate it very much for your time. And thank you listeners for listening. And maybe we'll do something similar again in the summer. But I will say, Alan, the one downside of doing this is that I personally sort of felt like I got out of my rhythm and my routine of spending time in the Bible other than what I was preaching on. Did you have that same experience this summer, or, or you were probably a perfect angel and kept right up with it?
0: Obviously. Yeah. I always keep up with my spiritual disciplines. I never fall. No, it's never. summer, and right. Summer's crazy, and you're traveling and all of that. But I, I mean, I've set out for the last five or six, long time. I've been reading at least a chapter of a different book every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kept up with that for the most part. It's different, right? I'm just reading it to read it, um, but I've missed looking at like books of the Bible, looking at the whole story, and and all of that because too often you get caught up in. Too often, I think clergy get caught up in just reading for the next weekend, right? right? Like I'm reading twelve this week. I'm reading twelve verses from Hebrews and like eight verses from Luke. Yeah, and trying to figure out what those mean. Not to mention, like this coming Sunday, Luke skips a whole section from last week to this week, and this week doesn't make sense without this mysterious week that disappeared. This section that disappeared, and so I think if if we're just hearing okay. on Sundays, we're missing huge chunks. Yeah. And so yeah. The, the gift of what we're trying to do here is looking at the story as a whole, both Genesis to. First Chronicles, which we're about to start, but then also each individual book of the Bible, how we take up a bigger view of it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I've really missed it myself. And, you know, we've talked about this a good bit. You know, when we started this, we started it really because we were in a pandemic and we were trying to get Bible study to people or whatever, but you know, it's such a part of formation for me of what I do every week. And um, I'm hoping it's just like this little tidbit for for folks. Um, and I really, got, I mean, I preach some, but I really, that's all I was doing was looking what was the week ahead and not searching in my own self. So we got some really great things coming up. In fact, like we've already kind of planned out the year, right? And it's interesting because I feel like um, the last season we were we went through lots of books of the Bible, but this year we're not doing that as much because we've got one big old book of the Bible that's basically going to take us pretty much all the winter and the spring, and that's the Psalms, right? So before we get there, we've got First and Second Chronicles. Um, okay, help me out. We've got Nehemiah. We've got, we've got
0: Esther, Ezra, Ezra, then Nehemiah.
1: Ezra, then Nehemiah. Thank you. Um, Esther. Esther. Uh, so we, we've got, you know, a, a few, but really we're going to be spending a lot of time in the Psalms, which for me, I'm so looking forward to. Um, as Episcopalians, you know, we read part of the Psalms every Sunday, but there's the Psalms are just packed with, grief, joy, happiness, singing, lamenting. I mean, you look for it, it's in the Psalms. And so I don't know that I've ever done I never did like a, a you know a elective or anything on the Psalms. Like I'm excited about just this really deep dive into that and and the books of the Bible we have before we get there. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, we have, you know, this fall, if we take this like semesters because the church like uh, school kind of. So this fall, we're going to start with 1st and 2nd Chronicles wow. together, go through these other books. It's going to be more history. I'm sure we're going to talk about some of the things we've talked about last year and, and all of that because it's telling the same story over and over. Then we're going to wrap up the fall with Job, right? And that's going to be something that's distinctly different than where we've been before because we've had people who get a little frustrated with God. We've had wrestled with some of those questions. I don't think we've wrestled them like we're going to have to when we get to Job. It was that's a whole,
1: other beast, didn't it?
0: Yeah. It's going to be a whole deal. And then, then yeah, starting in January, we're going to spend the whole semester on the Psalms and that's huge. Right? The Psalms isn't a narrative, so there's not a big story to it. How are we going to break it up? I mean, we're talking about ways to everyone's got a favorite Psalm or there's different categories of Psalms. And so we're going to look at, things, um, that, you know, how the Psalms pop up and it's everything from life is great. Everything's roses and I'm on top of the world to I'm a worm and no man, and everything's terrible and I wish you would just kill me, God. And like everything in between are buried in the Psalms. And so hopefully we'll have stories of people wrestling with every side of that.
1: Yeah, and then you know something else we talked about doing last semester, which you really have taken this on, is we wanted we have some great clergy that are coming on as always, but we really wanted to dig into getting some more lay voices. And so tell us, tell them about what you what what your idea was and what we've got coming up with some of those. Yeah,
0: so we have some folks coming back. Um, Dorian, many of you remember him. We're going to rope Jimmy coming back if he can put up with us. Uh, Dr. Tony's coming back, of course. We also reached out to uh, the Forma community. So for folks who don't know, if you're not knee-deep in the church world, Forma is the network, is the organization for Christian educators. And so it, it's clergy anyway, but we reached out to them to say, hey, here's the books of the Bible we're talking about. Let me know if you want to talk about any of these. And so everyone we've talked to so far, you and I have had some familiarity with them or some past relationship, this will be the first time that we're just bringing in someone that's going to be new to both of us. And so we've got people who are directors of Christian education or directors of formation, whatever their title might be at different churches wrote back and say, Hey, I love Esther or Hey, I love whatever. I'd love to talk about it. And so um, I'm particularly excited about that because I think clergy look at scripture from one perspective, right? And people lay formation professionals look at it maybe from a little bit different perspective. And so be good to, to invite them into the conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that too. And it's something that we really want to do. Like we have some amazing clergy folks, but there's so many great voices. If we learned anything this summer, there's so many great voices out there. You don't have to have a caller um, to know something about the Bible. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that that's going to happen. And again, this it'll be different. These are folks you and I don't necessarily know other than the technical technical world, the the Facebook world, the computer world. So we're getting to um, get new voices for y'all to hear and for y'all to know. Um, So I'm really excited about that. So it's going to be a great year. And I, for one, am like super excited about getting back into this routine um, with you and with the Bible and um, you know, it does nothing but strengthen my relationship with God. And I could kind of tell I was a little off kilter this summer. I got to do all the fun things. And I hope you'll share a little bit about what you got to do. But I got to go to Tennessee to my beloved place and hang out. I took two Sundays, y'all. Game changer. Came back so excited, so happy to see everybody. Um, I got to do some really good rest and reflection. But I didn't feel like I was like, into the scriptures the way that i want to be so what about you did you do anything fun this summer
0: yeah um trying to remember it's been crazy i did not (laughs) take any sundays off i need to rectify that um
1: work on it but
0: yeah saint martin's our associate our associate rector left um she is now the priest in charge at saint christopher's in Fort Worth. she's going to come on in a couple weeks and talk with us about nehemiah i'm excited for folks to meet reverend paula but now, instead of preaching every other week, I'm preaching every week. and You know, the whole, you're a solo priest, and so you get it. Um, but what do we do? My family, like all 16 of us or something, my sisters and their kids and whatever, we all rented a cabin in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and went and sweated and argued in the bathrooms and do all the things you do on family trips Fine. with my two boys. in We I took the boys to South Carolina. Um, to Camp Gravit, beloved Camp Gravit, their favorite place in the world. And, um, got to hang out with some good friends, dropped the boys off at camp and they spent 10 days just living it up. And so, um, I had to drive. It's funny. There with two kids and back by myself. So that right, was yeah, the best way to right. spend vacation.
1: I missed uh, your boys by like one day. I was the chaplain. I can't grab it the week after, but you're right. It's such a special place, and we're so lucky to have it in this world. Yeah. So yeah, it's back to school time. The kids in Greenwood are already back in school. They have year round school here, so they're on their third week already. Uh, um, we had a big youth kickoff last night, and b- blessing of the backpacks this weekend, all that good stuff. Um, so it's time to go. And I don't know about you, Alan, but I'm ready to go. And I hope our listeners are as well. Mm-hmm. Any, any parting words till we see y'all next week? Cause next week we've got Dr. Tony coming back to talk about first and second Chronicles and the overview of that. I'm so excited. he, um, is one of the only people I know that would be excited about talking about First and Second Chronicles. So I'm hoping he's going to get me excited about it and get you excited about it, Alan. Um, and listeners, we're just thrilled to be back in your ears. Um, we hope that the rest of your summer goes great, and we can't wait to see you next week. And as always, remember that we love you, but most importantly, God does.